Libretto after an extremely tough 2020 for many. It is so exciting to announce our first in real life event for 2021. Oh, MP, it's an understatement to say we miss connecting with our tribe, but it makes the 2021 wellness breakthrough all the more exciting. If you're ready to rebound or to make a comeback and even make 2021 your best year yet, you are warmly invited to join Brett, myself, and an intimate group of like-minded souls at the Wellness Breakthrough from February 5 to 7. Imagine yourself tucked away in the serene Streslecki Ranges of Gippsland, Victoria. You don't have to cook, you don't have to clean or do anything domestic. We feed you, we accommodate you, we hold the space for you to create your own wellness breakthrough. Whether it's in your health, your relationships, work, life, wealth, spirit, any part of your life, you can expect major transformation at our most intimate event. We'd love for you to join us, but spaces are strictly limited to 20 attendees. And as we record this, we have less than 10 spaces left. For more info, to watch the highlights of previous years and to join us from February 5 to 7 in 2021, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you for, I think, episode 403. Can you believe it? I'm telling you, it is almost Christmas and gee whiz, what an incredible person we have to join us today. We've never had him on the show before because he normally lives on the other side of the planet. I speak of none other than the Father Christmas of wellness, the Santa Claus himself. Give it up for St. Nick. Of wealth, of wellness, of wealth, of wellness and nutrition, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. <laughs> oh, jeepers. This was serious curry and mustard on that one. But thank you, Piercy. Uh, so great to meet you. I do feel like I live on the other side of the world. I'm wearing a uh, <laughs> cardigan and uh, cardigan. you're wearing a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, That's unbelievable. Uh, and I, I haven't gone to get my hair cut because it's keeping me warm. It's... <laughs> Uh, this is welcome to Melbourne summer right now. Huh? <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I'll mate, say good morning to Helen Pocock. Uh, Great to see you. There's there, a Helen. there's a neighbour of mine two doors up that's selling. I'm, I'm I'll put a bid in for you. I swear to God, just come on up. Thirty four Helen You're Street. Thirty four Helen Street. Go on. I'll put a bid in for you. You can move up. It's beautiful. All right. I'll have a look. <laughs> I will. Love to have I, you. I will. As soon as I'm as soon as I'm off <laughs> this recording, I will have a look. At uh, Helen Street there you in go. Byron Shire. That's it. That'd be great. I think I just told everyone where I live, but that's okay. So, um, there is a lot. <laughs> go- <laughs> there is um, a lot happening because Christmas is coming. Um, as we record this, it's a couple of weeks to Christmas time. And let's not sugarcoat the elephant in the room. Uh, many of our listeners and viewers are going to be having, uh, for want of a better term, some awkward conversations with family members, friends, neighbours, uh, acquaintances, random people that walk through the front door that they've never met yet because they're a new boyfriend, <laughs> a new stepsister, a new seventh uh mother-in-law or a new stepmom that you're oh, meeting for the first time. Oh, look, it happened. You know, let's be honest. Seventh mother-in-law. Oh, you <laughs> could... <laughs> 
imagine that. You definitely don't know how to get things right if you've got seven mother-in-laws. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm getting old enough and ugly enough to know that this, that this, is, this happens. So... I'm telling you, uh, this is important uh, from my from my perspective. Um, not not because I have this coming up at Christmas time. I'm very fortunate that I will know everyone around me at Christmas time. But uh, I know um, that uh, there are people watching, listening that that are freaking out about this. So we thought, given that we are the social, uh, what are we Labradors? I almost forget the animal metaphor. Are we Labradoodles, Groodles. Yeah. Labrador? Yeah, I think we're a Labrador. Yeah, Labrador. we're double doodles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's topical. You know, the reason why I said that, double doodles. And you can take that any way you want. But, you know, I'm looking after a dog at the moment and it's called a double doodle. Um, so, no. it's a Labradoodle no and a Caboodle. No way. You can't tell me that's for real. <laughs> it's for real. It's for real. That's why I've got all these toys in the back here, right there. And then that's all dog stuff. And then all over there, this whole everything here is all dog stuff. Like everything, it's all dog stuff. <laughs> all, right. all right. So, so we thought it would be a really good idea to help you and us, because it's always good to talk about. The, the the very important steps that you must make to enjoy your Christmas day in a group environment, knowing that pretty much everyone can have guests over or outside or wherever it is, the steps you can take that will give you a lot, a, a far greater uh, Christmas day experience. Shall we do this? Well, yeah, I can't wait to get your wisdom on this because... Um there's no doubt about it. There'll be awkward conversations on Christmas Day, and uh, and we have them in our families. So uh, <laughs> every family has it. If anyone says they don't, yeah, just well, Instagram. You're the ultimate communicator, PC. So I'd love to know how you navigate your way through this. Sort All of right, stuff. here we go. I'm going to reveal my secrets. First step. Go is, on. Tell me. Share. Uh, it. First thing is uh, decide or acknowledge uh, if it is indoors or outdoors. If it is indoors, then. And, and you know that you're going to be seated uh, at certain times throughout the day. You have got to put a lot of effort into this. And, and when I say effort, and this is going to come across as massive control freakiness, but if you have red flag guests, you have to, for want of a better term, um, stick them in a corner. You have to stick them in a place where they can be still accepted and loved and, and, in, and in the right, that their seating position is almost like the barometer of the day. If the wrong person, if the, if that person, it's not wrong because they're not bad people. This is not the thing. But if that person is in the wrong position for your day, that can end up having a really big impact on your day. So you have to find out who is best to be next to that person. And often it's two people because if, if particularly if they're if they're side by if you've got people either side, um, and often it's the most patient um, family members or friends or the people that actually for a better term and I'm not going to say this very well today but they like them more than you do or they get a, they get a, they get along better with them. I know like Sarah's mum for example, she get along with anyone. She's so graceful in her communication, she's a great listener, she asks questions. She's just really good um, at talking to strangers so to speak. So the person in your family that's really good at that sits next to the most difficult guest. You don't put someone who I love. You put you don't put someone like my my like my mum who will just tell you how they feel straight away. Um, they'll, they'll pull you up on 
any of your misgivings on anything that is a weakness or, you know, if you're the odd one out, they'll call you on it. It's just going to be awkward and then it gets ugly and then it gets, you know, and then they say, oh, I was only saying this. I was, I was just being honest. You don't want that person. And everyone that knows me knows I love my mum. Mum, I love you. My mother, darling. But you don't want the person that's just going to say, I was just being honest. That's not. It's okay on any other day, but for some reason Christmas Day, Christmas. you it don't just... need honesty. No honesty conversations on Christmas. Not that you don't be honest, but you just don't. You need to filter some of the things. You need to think about what's coming out of your mouth. You can't mm. speak before you think, yep. and you can't think out loud. Yes, and this is where, and this comes down to about step number three: the allocation uh, and quantity and choice of alcohol is really important. <laughs> so let's just step ahead here for a moment. This is really important, particularly if you've got um, Irish or English or heavy drinking background in your family. If you've got an Eastern European vodka loving uh, family, it's really, you know, sometimes important to conveniently forget to purchase that alcohol for the catering of your event. Um, yes. And sometimes it's better to seek forgiveness than permission because what you do know in a really good way is that. The bottle shops are closed. Um, and you also want to be really overconfident that you've got this stocked in your house. And then you have to- Are they be- closed? Oh, there's, oh, I'd like to think. I could be wrong because I know- uh, I'd like to think grog shops are closed on Christmas Day, but maybe they're not. <laughs> it would be a bit, might have been a bit of a roaring stuff would be open. Pubs would be oh, open because yeah, people have point. Christmas dinner. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you know, might have to- um, might have to simmer that 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 point a bit. Maybe it's a bit harder to get out of as as I'd like to suggest it is. But sometimes you don't want to over cater. Like you don't have to buy too many slabs. You don't have to buy a dozen bottles of red when you only really need three to six bottles because it's really on that second half dozen mm-hmm. that the trouble strikes. And this is, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or if you're going to buy them, particularly because you need them for Boxing Day or you're watching the Boxing Day test um, over the next five days. Uh, then just make sure they don't all come out. Yes, yeah. There's got to be um, somewhere safe. There's got to be a convenient forgetfulness of where you put them. Um, where did I put mm. that 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 other half dozen uh, bottles of wine? <laughs> oh, can't find them. And then you just somehow remember the next day. Um, so so alcohol selection. You know, like a part of me because I, as you know, I'm the world's slowest eater and a relatively slow drinker. You know, a part of me is okay with beer and wine because they're a bit more slowly consumed. Uh, you know, vodka and other spirits can get dangerous relatively quickly. Um, but depending on how long you're, how long you're entertaining for is, is a, a decision in actually how you cater your alcohol. We haven't even spoken about food yet, but alcohol is very important when you consider if you're only having, you know, like um, a couple of hours after lunch or a morning breakfast and the rest, then You'd like to think you're not going to get in too much trouble. But if you're having a lunch that could spill over to a you dinner. Met, you haven't met my family. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like people come with pre's. Like they've had pre's before they leave, pre's in the car, like travellers, and then they arrive all ready to rock and roll. And it's only There's 8 o'clock in the morning. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the auntie's duck around the corner of the uh, kitchen and have a little nip. Just to make oh, sure that everything's dear. gonna be alright. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so family's funny. Our family's funny. So I skipped. I skipped part two. Um, 
So, yeah, so we skipped part one was the guests and the table settings. And, you know, you and I have spoken about this before, even like with like wellness summits and VIP dinners. And, yes. you know, I'd think of yeah. this in business. I'd like to connect this business person with that business person because I think they could end up doing business together. And those two haven't met, but they'd get on really well and all the rest of it. Same, same yeah. things with your uh, table settings. So it might mean you need to actually print some place cards and you've got to be strict on it. Um, but then if you've got an outdoor setting um, or if you've got an outdoor event um, and it's people just standing around, then you've got a lot less control and maybe that's the way you want it. If you think I'm being a bit control freaky about it, then to completely have an outdoor event where it's just, but it's, you know, where it's a stand up or a mixture of, of seating and, and standing up. But these are all worthy of consideration. And, and number two, I'd love your view on this demo is I think with food, I really think you just can't go wrong if you serve family style on Christmas Day. Because you just you, you let yeah. people know all of the choices, like it's visually there and they can yeah. they don't have to tell you about their FODMAP this or they've gone keto and I've gone gluten free <laughs> and I'm sugar free and I'm I'm on a Doom. vegan diet for between Doom four phases. Oh, all of the four phase all of this like um you just put all the food out and you go, come one, come all, come the vegans, come the carnivores, come the frugivores, come the pe- pescatarians, choose yourself. The breatharians. Breatharians. Make yourself at home um, and, and you don't have to serve up with your tongs, you know, and do you want no. this and how many potatoes. Like, you know, you're not a buffet service. Just just serve, serve it up and let everyone please themselves. There you go. That's how you do it. What do you well, I love that too and I think, I think it works. I agree. Like to be served up a meal on Christmas Day places a huge burden on the, on the family members who have prepared it. Like that's, you know – it's it's tough enough to do Christmas for a lot of people, let alone you know be involved in um, in in meal distribution and service. Like that's that's tough. Yeah, make it easier. Make it Absolutely. easier. Absolutely. And like, why wouldn't you wanna? Why wouldn't you wanna have like a family style meal prep on mm. that? You know, on Christmas Day. It's so good. So good. So number four is a little bit controversial. Does separate the boys from the men and the girls from the ladies, and does create with it an element of risk. I'm not sure if you've dabbled in this risk before, Damo, but I like to call step number four the walk. Now after lunch, uh, pretty much bet your bottom dollar that most people are smashed. Like either not necessarily alcohol wise, but carbicide. They're just they're just like. Can't yep. bring my belly yep. up, but you know they're just cooked. <laughs> now you kind they're of bloated. yeah, they're bloated. So you kind of there's a few things that are very obvious here. The energy in the room just drops to a, a just a fizzle. It's an absolute fizzle. Um, mm. The extroverts will do their best to keep the energy up. They're the wind turbines. They're just on overtime. There, they're trying to engage in conversation. But even, even you know they're trying to have a couple more drinks to just stimulate. You know, the people that are just done like socially and nutritionally, they're just going to they're gonna look for the couch. They're going to look for a seat. They're going to nod off even if they're wide awake because they're just really done uh, and they can't handle it anymore. But I do think the walk is a really, really smart move here if you can pull it off, and that is to um, invite, and, and this is where it can get risky, uh, you can invite the group for a walk knowing full well that only a select few are going to come. So it could mm-hmm. be some kids. It could be It's kind of like siblings. a little mini escape. Oh, like oh, go, it's okay. not a mini escape. It's your escape plan. It is the escape. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's the I'm walk. Thinking, oh, yeah, that's, that's what I see. I'll take the kids. You guys, you can hang just here. Relax, I'll take relax, the kids. Have a no nap. Problems. Have take a nap. Take it easy. Yep. 
and you can. T- Jeez, you can- you're revealing a lot of your secrets here, PC. Yeah, no, as I said, I'm in a and very vulnerable Kate, position here. She'll be listening to this. Annie Kate's going to be listening to this, and she'll be going, <laughs> Marcus, I've seen you do that for the last decade. Didn't realise what you were doing. <laughs> Annie Kate, you can't spill the beans. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly if you are someone that is good with kids and you like being around the kids and you're happy to be with the kids, pretty much guarantee that most of the adults at your Christmas function just want a little bit of kid-free time. Um, now, yeah. if, you, if you're not in that place, um, you know, for me as a parent, I actually love spending time with the kids most times of the day. Uh, so, I find kid energy quite energizing. So, I'm happy to go down to the park with the kids. I, I seem like a saint sometimes because I'm like, I'm going to go for the walk and, you know, I'll take the the kids down, any adults that want to come along, which often isn't many. This is the thing. Most of the adults don't want to come. So Mm -hmm. what this does for you, particularly if you're the host or part of the host party, is bringing back to step number one, if you have any awkward guests in your uh, party, this is their opportunity to go, I think my time here is done because it really does create a break. It's You've kind of got yeah. the sleepers on the couch. You've got the people sitting at the table trying to stimulate a conversation and then you've got the uh, the escape artists who have gone for the walk. Now, your 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 troubled guests, the guests that you think are you know going to be challenging, not always, but this is their time to go, all right, I'm done, we're going to finish up. And... Um, you come back from the walk and you can kind of see if there's any collateral damage or if you need to go into any form of step five. Um, and uh, do you want to know what step five is? Yeah, please tell me. All right, so step five. Step five is what I like to call damage control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you relate to this, but step five is where you begin to, and I don't really have a lot of experience in this. It's not something I do uh, well, but it's it's probably obvious if, if I do it. It's where you go in a hyper cleanup mode. So you don't actually mm-hmm. tell people mm-hmm. that the day is done, but your behavior becomes somewhat antisocial. You really go into that mode where you're almost behaving as if no one's there. <laughs> you're cleaning up. You're in the kitchen. Yeah. You're, you're pulling the table it's kind down. Of, it's the subtle, that's the subtle time. To, it's some people like I. I often do clean up because I like to have a nice, clean space. So like, I, I'm happy to clean up and have people just kind of you know hang out um, together. I don't use that cleaning up time as a signal to leave. Like that's not my thing. Um, but I really like to have a clean space. So I will serve lunch and everyone has their you know their bits. And as they're finishing, I'll be collecting their plates, taking it off, and then. You know, go and do that, and I'll be. In, I'm happy to be in the kitchen, stack the dishwasher, all that sort of stuff. Um, but that's not the signal that I'm using. To no, get you no, out of there's, it. yeah, there's a, this is very. I'm so glad you raised this, Damien, because my mum, if she was listening, but she's one of those wonderful people that doesn't listen. Uh, love you, mum. She is a host of the highest uh, regard, just like you would be as well. And for mum, her happy place post meal is exactly your happy place post meal. So I need to clarify my comments here because when I say damage control. I'm talking about that type of cleanup where you purposefully make it dramatic. So it's almost like you you just make it what uncomfortable right, for people I'll- to be around. It's you actually almost smash a glass that's ten years old uh, and you crack it. You get angry. <laughs> <laughs> you might drop an f bomb. Um, look, you might even just do a little organising principle with your twelve year old child to go. Look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get angry at you. I'm not angry at you. I'm just gonna get angry at you. Uh, just out of nowhere, where. You just bring up that cue where people go, I think it might be a good time for us to leave. So this is what I call damage control. You're actually, you're not doing it, 
overtly, but you're doing it on a relatively obviously subtle level, if that's such a word, and um, you make it you make it their decision to leave rather than going, everybody out, the day is done. And again, I don't have a lot of experience in this, but I know there's been times where I've had to kind of half-bake this, and um, it's, it, it works quite well, I say. I think um, I know with kids, if they start losing it, I make it pretty clear that the guest doesn't want to be around to see how this is going to end because... Uh, you know, when you, when your kids start having meltdowns and <laughs> falling or they fight like completely inappropriately, it's like our social time here is over. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I think at Christmas, this, this can, this can be one of those times where you almost premeditate it. And, um, I just thought it was important for people to know that even if you think that this doesn't happen, I don't make all of these comments lightly. I also make them somewhat flippantly, but <clears throat> I think this happens a lot somewhat unconsciously. On Christmas Day and other days where the hosts are thinking about ways to create an experience and keep everyone happy and make sure that the person they don't see very often or maybe a new guest that they don't quite click with is looked after without there being, uh, as you like to call it, I think persnickety comments or like passive aggressive. Like you don't want that on Christmas Day. As you said, this is not the day to have these underhanded, under-the-table you know, cheap cheap shots. It's actually meant to be an incredibly fulfilling and happy experience. And if you can go into it consciously and, you know, we have been a bit tongue-in-cheek on some of these things, but just if you're amongst all of this, observe the behavior of the host and empathize and care for them. And if you also know those guests that are the one that is kind of being, um, you know, put in the corner, see if you can be that empathizing conversationalist and give them the best day possible because, particularly if they're uncomfortable about it, do your best to give them um, a happy Christmas day as well. Oh, I like it. I like it. I love your plans. Um, I also really like Helen Pocock's plans. So in one breath, she said, this is when you bring out the vodka. And in the next breath, she says, turn off the lights. And so I'm uh, wondering where, what you get up to, Helen. Um on your Christmas days, but uh. <laughs> she works. She's in hospitality, so she said, "Or oh, you can just work, like I will be, and then you don't have to worry about anything. You're in hospitality." Yes, that's right. Exactly, exactly. No, but I, I, I hear what you're saying, um, Helen. I, I, I get it, and I like your um, style of thinking, PC. I'm, uh, I'm impressed by the level of detail that you've gone to with this one. But that does actually, it, <laughs> I am impressed, but I'm not surprised because <laughs> you are detail oriented. Um, and the, and you are the greatest planner organizer of all time. So, um, some of the things that I never ever thought of around a wellness summit dinner, uh, you had thought of like well in advance, and, and and so you've basically averted all crises. So, if you have a crisis on Christmas generally, you need to play this back and listen to Marcus's <laughs> wisdom because it's wise to listen to Marcus when it comes to organization. Uh, because in every single case of the Wellness Summit and every single um, breakthrough experience and every single Icarian experience and every single experience I've ever had with Marcus, even doing Power Foods and Inverloch and Wontaggy, everything has always gone to plan because Marcus sees everything that's potentially going to happen. He's, <laughs> he's like, he is like the oracle of this stuff. So he might have called me St. Nick, but that's because I won't push back. Uh, but Piercy has already preempted it. He's on the front foot before the bounce has been balled. So, so it's, uh, he's there. So be there. Listen to well, Piercy. Considering we were recording this two weeks to Christmas, I, I promise you I hadn't given that any thought until we hit record, but it's a little bit scary how effortlessly that conversation took place, wasn't it? <laughs>
dear. That is. Well, good on you, PC. Good well, thinking. Good to chat this over with you, Damo. On the next episode of 100 Not Out, Damo is going to reveal his favorite Christmas menu, his recipes, mm. his win-wins, the stuff that you can prepare on Christmas Day that will get everyone like getting down on bended knee or two knees and worshipping you like the Christmas God. Uh, that is episode 404 of 100 Not Out coming up. For more info on Damo, head on over to DamienChristoph.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. Thank you to Joseph Tomo, our editor, Cielo, who does all our social media, and Council, who looks after the Instagram account at 100.notout. We're on Facebook at 100.notout, all one word. You can uh, join us on uh, Facebook Live uh, most Wednesdays, sometimes a Thursday, sometimes an odd day, depending on our schedules. But We're always doing this on Facebook Live. We love it. Um, Thank you for your support of the podcast. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.